Hey, this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase them all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For today's episode, we are continuing our talk on ultrasound. I loved it so much, I wanted to keep talking about it. More like keep reading about it. Yes, definitely. But this time, it's not not the ultrasound you think. This is a new style of ultrasound that's been coming out probably the last decade, I'd say. I'd say. But done on the same machine or? A different machine, okay. but the idea is the same. So for this episode, we are going to review the physiological effects of low-intensity ultrasound. Don't worry, it's going to be a lot quicker than the last episode. We'll discuss the clinical evidence for the use of long-duration, low-intensity ultrasound, and then we'll explain the reason why long-duration, low-intensity ultrasound may show improved results compared to your traditional form of ultrasound. Okay, so before we start, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. So we said that it's not on the same machine that your typical therapeutic ultrasound is on, but what does, which one are you talking about? So this machine's... Like I said, it's a very new concept. You pro- not a lot of pro- people have probably seen it out there. But essentially, this unit kind of looks like a little TENS unit. And there's, on the end, it almost looks like a bandage that the ultrasound part attaches to. And then you place it on whatever body part you're trying to ultrasound. And it just stays there for up to four hours. Oh, oh that's very long intensity. <laughs> so when we say long duration, we are talking long duration. Oh, yeah, long duration. That's what I meant. So... Don't worry, the intensity, they they factored that out. It's like 0.13 watts per centimeter squared. All right, I didn't even know you could go that low. Oh, this machine <laughs> has done it. But, I mean, they had to account for that for it being four hours. And we'll explain why that's that means something. So this is like wearable ultrasound. This is a wearable ultrasound unit. Okay, cool. This is exciting. So... In the last episode, the last education episode, we talked about the effects of ultrasound. And for low intensity, long duration ultrasound, the physiology is going to be the same, right? The sound waves create what's called cavitation. This is oscillation of the microscopic bubbles that are in biological fluids. And then as those bubbles vibrate, it increases the flow of fluid around the bubbles, also called microstreaming. But what does this mean in the tissue? Those are just fancy words. What does it actually mean? I know that's what Sandra was thinking. So in the tendons, low-intensity ultrasound has been shown to increase collagen synthesis. So you actually see an increased expression of type 1 and type 3 collagen. Both of those types of collagen are very important to the healing process, especially in tendons. There's an improved collagen alignment, which anytime we're trying to do rehab or soft tissue, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make optimal alignment of collagen. This improved alignment is also accompanied with an improved strength of the alignment. So it's once those collagen fibers are aligned, they're in there real good, nice and strong. And then overall, this led to an increase in the tensile strength of the tendon compared to placebo. So you're seeing a stronger tendon going forward. So is this paired with strengthening or movement? So the studies that we're doing like looking at these kind of parameters were in animal studies or in tissue culture studies. So there really was no other intervention. 
For muscle tissue, you see an improved satellite cell proliferation, which satellite cells are very important to the healing of muscle because they help form the base that the scar or the healing muscle tissue is going to be working through. So they're kind of like that first building block. So they're very important. You want those around. And then you also see an improved protein expression. I mean, muscles and protein, you need them. For the ligaments, it's very similar to what you kind of see in tendons. But there's also improved mechanical properties of the ligament compared to a control, which is usually no ultrasound. And those ligaments are able to absorb almost up to 70% energy applied to the ligament compared to no treatment at all. So it's a much stronger ligament after. And this is attributed to also a larger collagen diameter compared to control. So now you have a thicker band of collagen. It's nice and strong. Nice. Okay, well, what about, so we are talking about tendons and muscle and ligaments, um, and this is a non-thermal ultrasound, or like a, or is it continuous? So that that is definitely the one thing that is kind of different about these studies. Like I said, they're done on animal and tissue culture, so we still are trying to learn how exactly does it affect human tissue, but also these studies used a mix of they used low intensity, like no matter what, they used the low intensity, but it was a mix between pulsed and continuous ultrasound. We can, we'll talk about kind of why, why that might matter, but I would say for what's going on with the long duration, it may not be as huge Okay, compared to other types. What about what a lot of people use ultrasound for too, and that's wound healing? Yes, that it ultrasound is definitely used for wound healing. I didn't read any of that, but it, it it has been shown to be effective. So okay, cool. Wound healing is another application for it. So we've talked about the physiological effects of low intensity ultrasound, but what specifically about the long duration low intensity ultrasound is clinically relevant? And there are some studies that have looked at this. There was a study that looked at, and again, this is a very new technology to ultrasound. So there's really not a lot of ton of great research out there, but there are some initial looks that show promising results. So pretty much take what you can to apply and then figure out your own clinical results. Yes, absolutely. So there was a study that looked at Achilles and elbow tendinopathies and just the application of the ultrasound over a course of six weeks and the patients wore it four hours a day for, I think it was five days a week, I believe if I'm that's a, that's a lot. It is. But the nice thing is, is you also don't have to sit there for four hours. You can wear it and just do your thing. But they showed improved pain over the six weeks. The elbow group showed improved grip strength. Again, because this is kind of new technology and stuff, there was no control group. And not really realistic is this was the only treatment. Oh, yeah. That's hard to compare. But that just this one simple machine already gave you a significant increase in or a significant decrease in pain and you already improved strength that's not even pairing other things so imagine the possible additive effect that like exercise or manual therapy could have on those results another common area that this unit is applied for and is kind of more common is knee osteoarthritis so there was again over the course of six weeks improved pain and function And this was more than the placebo group. So the placebo group did kind of show some improvements as well. But you can kind of get rid of that placebo effect because this showed even better results. And they probably can't even feel it, right? So it's probably a pretty good placebo. It depends how long you have it on for. So I actually had 
one of my patients have this on and I wanted to know what like they felt and it's kind of hit or miss uh, because of the duration of four hours. You can get some heating and we'll explain. Oh, interesting. Yes. We'll explain that a little bit later. So sometimes she would kind of feel something, but in general, it, you really don't feel too much from, from a uh, personal experience from talking with my patients. Now in the knee osteoarthritis study, it is important to note that the patients were able to keep taking pain meds as long as it didn't change. So whatever they started with the study, as long as the dosage didn't change, they could keep taking it. So that could maybe influence the results a little bit, but technically it was the same for both the treatment and the control group. So that hopefully evens out there. And also the study didn't describe if they were doing any exercise or rehab. Because it wasn't mentioned, I'm assuming there really wasn't any other intervention, but it's still kind of an unknown. You have you can't assume that they didn't. And then the last study that I found on this was utilizing trigger points. And the, this study looked at trigger points in the upper trapezius. And with the ultrasound, there was improved pain over four weeks compared to placebo. And again, this was greater than the placebo group. So the placebo did see some improvement, but this the modality actually had a higher improvement. So there are there's something going on here that you're seeing an improvement in what the patient is experiencing. So basically the evidence is not super strong yet, but we're seeing trends toward yes. benefits. As we get to more high quality studies and unfortunately the studies that are only going to isolate this you know, again, it's not realistic, but you still need to know how effective just this thing is in your treatment, the more we're going to know about it. Like I was saying, all these studies utilize the treatment for about four hours. So they actually did the long duration part. So what makes this other than the four hours? What makes this different than another ultrasound? Yeah, so that's the important part is the time. Like I said, this is a long duration. So... 20 minutes seems like a long time, which <laughs> in some of the animal studies that actually did low intensity ultrasound, their treatment was 20 minutes a day for five days. So you still can find effects for low, like low intensity ultrasound. Just know you're going to have to do it for a little bit longer. But I'm going to ask you, Sandra, how often do you have 20 minutes to dedicate to one thing on one athlete? Uh, at the community college, not usually. I was going to say probably in most settings, you would probably look at me crazy if you, if I was saying you had to sit there for 20 minutes ultrasound, ultrasounding someone. Ultrasounding? Did we make that a verb? You made it a verb. That's right. You heard it here. So that's the nice thing about this unit is it's portable. The patient or the athlete can take this home and continue their treatment. Or if they're not going to see you for a few days, they're still getting some form of treatment. So you don't have to worry about, great, I have to sit here for 20 minutes, maybe four hours. You, I, I wouldn't recommend standing there for four hours, but they can do it on their own. So that's what's very important about this. So why does this long duration matter? And the reason this, the long duration is needed and might be way more beneficial than other forms of ultrasound is because more sound energy is now being absorbed. I mean, just from the simple aspect, 10 minutes of sound or four hours of sound, what do you think is getting absorbed more? Or what do you be, what greater exposure to sound are you getting? Probably long term. Yeah, four hours of sound, that's a lot of sound. 
And that's really how ultrasound works is the sound goes into your tissue and the tissues absorb it and then do something with it, right? They're being activated and stimulated by the sound. So when we talk about like sound being absorbed and energy, this is calculated in joules. Now we're not going to go super in depth. This isn't a physics class, but the portable ultrasounds so are the long duration, the four hour treatment. Can a, the tissues are being exposed to 18,000 joules of sound energy. A regular ultrasound, and like I was looking at the study that referenced this, did correct parameters, like 100% correct. A traditional ultrasound exposes the tissue to 3,000 joules. Wow. That is s- like six, six times that, yeah. more. Than traditional. So that just tells you the amount of energy that the cells are being exposed to. And now you can see why, well, shoot, if I'm getting exposed to that much energy for four hours, those fibroblasts are working. They're like, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's get some collagen up in here. Satellite cells are moving around. Let's do this. So now I know a lot of people may think like, okay, well, what's the difference? Like, what do these numbers mean? And there actually is evidence that says the amount of energy measured in joules absorbed by the tissue makes a difference on how the ultrasound works. Uh, A review showed that the positive effects of ultrasound in shoulder pathology needed a minimum of uh, 2,300 joules. And anything less than 720 joules gave no effect. So it kind of leads back to what we talked about in the last ultrasound episode is if you're not doing your ultrasound correctly you're probably not going to get the results you think, and then you're just going to throw away ultrasound and say, oh, it's trash. No. This just shows that parameters matter, and it's a whole complex kind of formula to figure out how much how much joules are being absorbed by the tissue. So to make your life easier, I'd say just go off of the like the parameter chart that we had in our Facebook group that kind of breaks down like tissue temperature increase, that will kind of give you an idea of correct ultrasound energy being absorbed. So in my notes, I actually have it in all caps. Parameters matter. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing I did two weeks ago. Don't stick your pizza in for five seconds and expect it to get hot. Exactly. And in that's, the microwave. Exactly, because those five seconds, there's not a lot of energy being absorbed by the pizza. But if you put that pizza in for four hours... There's going to be a lot of energy absorbed. Yeah, too much. In that in the in the pizza's case in microwaves too much, but I'm hoping I hope that makes sense just you know, you don't have to calculate how many joules to understand if you're supplying enough energy. Just do your correct ultrasound parameters and that will probably give you the correct amount of energy that the tissue needs to absorb. And also that's the nice thing about the this long duration ultrasound it's already preset oh that's literally all the patient has to do is click an on button and then set the time it goes from a range of one to four hours and the machine does the rest it's already a preset intensity so that's another thing that you can if you have this unit or interested in getting it you can just give it to the patient and you know you're going to expose the patient to the correct amount of energy to get those physiological benefits of ultrasound, especially long-duration ultrasound. Um, is this an accessible modality? Like, what is the price point? It is an accessible modality. As with most modalities, it is a little expensive, but also it is FDA-approved and is covered by insurance. 
Oh, so the so you don't necessarily have to buy it through your school or institution or no, wherever you, you are. You can have it prescribed. Oh, interesting. That's kind of a game changer. That's nice. That's and that's how we got our units is we got it through insurance. Okay, good to know. Another thing why this ultrasound is a little bit different than traditional ultrasound is kind of back to what Sandra was asking about the heating component to it. This thing is going to be on for four hours. And we've already talked about how frequency and intensity and then the duration can all impact how it heats. So you can get heating from this modality. And the study that looked at it found a three to four degrees Celsius increase after about an hour to almost two hours. So what how I look at this is, okay, yes, you're getting the thermal effects of ultrasound through this machine. It's just occurring a lot later than your normal ultrasound. So you're still getting a lot of non-thermal effects for a long time, which is beneficial. And also the heating could be beneficial in late stage rehab and as the pathology progresses in those later stages. The interesting thing that I noticed was the treatment is for four hours, but we've already hit four degrees Celsius increase at about two hours. Like, man, it might get toasty towards the end. And because it takes such a long time for this machine to heat tissue up, in the study after the four hours, or after it reached that four degrees Celsius, it stayed about that temperature and it didn't increase much more than that. So it was more of a maintenance after that. It was more of a maintenance. And the reason for this is because the body is able to accommodate the heat that's being produced. So one of the things of ultrasound, right, you get increased blood flow. Because there's more blood flow in that area, heat is able to be dissipated a lot better than in other forms of ultrasound because of how slow this thing heats up tissue. So the body can keep up, basically. So the body can keep up, which means your patient has a less chance of being burned or feeling discomfort because as tissue heats up quickly, you can burn them or they can start feeling uncomfortable. So now they feel more comfortable, which means they're being exposed to sound even longer. Nice. Yeah. And if you look at like, you know, we talked about the non-thermal effects in the previous episode, but it took almost around 10 minutes just to get maybe one degree increase. So you're still getting, it's a very slow progression. So there is that component to it as well. Also, what I thought was very interesting, and I didn't put in the notes, so I'm kind of freeballing here, is there was actually a difference in time that this was applied for, like uh, injury stage. And there's actually better, better results detected when this is applied sooner to the time of injury rather than later. Kind of like what they were saying originally with ice and inflammation. Yeah. So you saw better tendon healing when the ultrasound was applied on day one and it went through like the whole like two weeks, six weeks and all that stuff compared to if you applied the ultrasound two weeks after the initial incident, you saw way better results. Compound interest. Exactly. Ooh, this is now a financial (laughs) podcast. Compound interest in the body. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I got for long duration ultrasound. Um, I'm starting to use it clinically myself. Um, I found pretty good results with patellofemoral pain, kind of chondromalacia, like a lot of stuff that you're like, "Mm, I really don't have 
a lot to like affect how they feel. And, you know, we use this um, ultrasound unit, I think about four weeks every day for four hours. And she saw a, a huge improvement in pain. She couldn't come in very often for rehab just because of work schedule and school schedule. So the rehab time, this was at least one way that I can keep influencing the course of her injury while she had that schedule constraints. And we saw a lot of good improvement. That's actually a really interesting concept you brought up about compliance. And not necessarily compliance because of preference, but compliance because of time constraints. Yeah, I mean, you know, not all these, not all the, your patients or student athletes are on scholarship. And, you know, a lot of them do have to work. And especially in outside of athletics, right? Your patient population has to work and they have other obligations. So sometimes it makes it hard to show up to the clinic. I mean, I mean, we're lucky because we're in a traditional setting. So we're pretty much exposed to our athletes almost every day, but that's not the reality in some places. So sometimes it's even hard just to show up two to three times a week for treatment. And that's kind of one of the benefits that this could have is you're able to give something to the patient that can give them an impact in their pain and actually decrease their pain without having them to go through a ton of treatment or having to see you. So it saves money from travel. Um, It could decrease opioid usage and pain medication. This could be one alternative to that. All right. So I know that you were saying throughout this episode that there's not much research on this and the research that we have is just showing the starter benefits, but we're not really into that in depth. We know what is going on yet, right? So where can our listeners do more reading the ones that you used and then also maybe look for more sources? Yeah. So uh, we'll have the references in our, on our website. So I'll have my full list of references there. Um, so those are all the ones that I used, uh, kind of the company that's, you know, we're not trying to advertise for a particular company, but the one that a lot of these studies used was the Sam recover device. It's kind of like what I said. It's like, it looks like a portable tens, but it's a long duration, low intensity ultrasound. It's already pre-programmed. You can go to their website and they have some of their like clinical evidence listed there. Um, but yeah, we're not sponsored by them. No, we're not. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but that's why, like, I we have I have personally used their device, and that's what a lot of the research out there has used this particular device. So you can feel good that if you do get this device, it it's actually in the studies that have been showing these benefits. So you can feel good that there's actually something there. Nice. So you guys, if you are new, um, Randy talked about our Facebook group briefly. So if you want to head over to facebook.com slash group slash AT Corner podcast, you can also join our group. It is free. It's called AT Corner Community. So you can also just search that on Facebook. Um, Also, if you are new, we do every other episode as education or stories. This is an education episode. So next week, we're going back to our stories. And then we might take a small break if you guys are listening to this um, in real time, we're going to take a small break so we can get ready for next season. It's already been a year. I know. That's crazy. Don't worry. The break won't be very long. We'll be back before you know it. And when we come back, we have a very, very exciting announcement. Yes, we have a lot of things in the works that are coming to you that are just 
we're getting better. We're we're stepping up our game. Can't wait. You got anything else to add, Mindy? Nope, that was perfect. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.